So inflation, the cost of goods and services is increasing or has been increasing quickly. You can see that in real estate, in food, in transportation, and in many other areas. What could you do in this situation to thrive or at least to not be left behind? Stay tuned. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome to this episode of Thrive 1110, the show that gives you tips on business and money so you can thrive. My name is Bold Care, your host, and today we are continuing on the subject of the rising cost of life, the rising cost of goods and services. So we started on this uh, timely subject last week, and today we are getting more into the applications of what you learned last week. Uh, just as a reminder, you can re-listen to uh, that episode, so last week's episode, on chri.ca or on thrive1110.ca, so that's thrive1110.ca. And you can also find past episodes of the show on Spotify and iTunes, Thrive 1110. So last week, I laid the foundation so you can understand the three main reasons why we're seeing our bills increase. So I won't go into that same detail today. I won't go into those uh, foundational explanations today, uh, but just to give you a sense of the type of inflation we're seeing right now, think about this. Your food bill has increased from 4 to 20% depending on what you buy and depending on where you're shopping, where you're doing your grocery. Your gas bill has increased over 30%. And I was just read, reading recently that uh, the oil producers will not... Uh, step up and increase production. So that means you can expect the price of gas to continue being high and eventually even continue uh, to increase. Traveling, if you're renting a car, for example, it will cost you 15 to 20% more than it used to cost you last year. And even last year um, um, was already an increase from the previous year. So all that increase, like I said, could be traced back to at least three causes. Number one, the supply and demand. Number two, the debt. That is the monetary policy by government and central banks, in our case, the Bank of Canada. And also, number three, the supply chain issues. So I won't go back into the details of what each of these three things that I just mentioned mean. You can re-listen to last week's episode on chri.ca or thrive1110.ca. That's thrive1110.ca. So now, let's see what you could do in this context. What are the things that you, as a, a, an entrepreneur, a business leader, even as an individual, even if you don't have a business, what could you do in this context? Bold. Let's get practical. So let's get practical. Okay, the inflation for August and September. 
has been above 4%. And just to put this number 4% in context, the target, so what is considered as a healthy inflation level, and what the governments and central banks in, in, in the various uh, developed countries want to achieve is a 2% inflation rate. When it goes beyond that, it's really not good. And when it is below that, we have other types of problems like, like uh, we used to have before this jump to uh, a 4% inflation. So 4% really is the double of what is typically the target, of what is typically the target inflation rate. And what does that mean that this inflation rate is the double of what typically is targeted? Number one, the implications for you are that, so first, if you have a financial plan, if you um, have made projections on, uh, on how you do how do you how you'd be doing in uh, five years, ten years, or even more? Um, let's say you you're getting ready to retire, or maybe you're even retired. If you have a financial plan, chances are that the inflation number used for making your projection is around two percent. So what that means is, when a financial plan is being done for you, or when um, somebody is doing projections for you normally they should be accounting for the inflation rate. Just because the cost of life won't stay as it is today, typically the people who are making financial projections um, in the context of financial planning or, or, or any other type of financial projection would account for the fact that the cost of life is increasing, that the cost of goods and services is increasing so that you can actually be prepared or so that you can see if you are going to run in trouble in the future uh, with the money you have. And typically, the rate that is used to, um, to do these projections is 2%. It's, a, it's an inflation of 2%. But now, as I'm saying, we are above 4%. So it's more than double that. Yes, We've seen it for two months, but in reality, we've seen it officially for two months, but in reality, we've seen it for more than two months. It's, it's been there for more than two months. Um, your guy's price um, didn't just jump this past two months. It was before that even, and many other things that were not caught into the official uh, numbers. So that means you have a problem in your projections because your projections would typically go with a 2% um, cost of life um, increase year over year, but right now we're looking at a 4% number. Second implication that this has for you is that your expenses actually are going twice as, are growing twice as fast as anticipated. And that's actually another way of, of, of putting the point number one that I just mentioned. Your expenses are growing twice as fast as it was anticipated. So how does that make you feel in regards to um, your financial future? It's a question that you need to ask yourself. And 
Number three, if you look at your investments, and um, you might be the type of investor that um, don't like to um, to uh, take risks with your investments, so you're more conservative type of investments. Um, so if you look at your investments, it means that your investments have to have a return of 4% at the minimum so that you, you have a chance of keeping your buying power. And let me explain that with an illustration so that it, it, it's clearer. So let's suppose in one hand you have a cup of coffee and in the other hand you have a hundred dollars that you have invested. Okay? So let's suppose that the cost of coffee um, is two dollars. So that cup of coffee, you can buy it for two dollars. So if the forgive me the if the actual cost of coffee is more than that, because I I I don't typically buy coffee, so I'm not familiar. But let's suppose that the, the cost of your cup of coffee is two dollars. And that your investment, your hundred dollars that you invested, is growing at a pace of two to three percent every year. So every year, that hundred dollar is giving you two or three dollars, something like that. So on one hand, you have your coffee that costs two dollars. On the other hand, you have your hundred dollars invested that gives you a two or two dollars back every year. So because your money is giving you, let's say, $3. That $3 that you get, let's assume that you'd be paying taxes on that $3 that you get. And let's assume that after the tax, you're left with $2. Well, that's good because that $2 can buy you the cup of coffee that costs $2. So let me say that again if I, if I lost you. You have a cup of coffee that costs $2 on one hand. You have, on the other hand, $100 that you have invested. And that $100 is giving you, let's say, $3 every year. So when you get that $3 from your investment, you're more than likely paying taxes on that $3. And it's reasonable to expect that you'd be left with $2 as a return from your investment that you can spend. And that $2, you can now take it to buy the coffee, right? Now, let's imagine that over time, that same cup of coffee, it's not more coffee, that same cup of coffee, instead of costing you $2, is now costing you $3. Okay. That same cup of coffee, not more, same one, same quantity, same cup. The cup is not even prettier. Same cup. It's no longer $2. It's now $3. Okay. Yes, it's a huge jump, but let's, let's, let's just go with this example for the sake of example and simplicity. The, the cup is now $3. Your investment is still giving you 2 to $3 in return. So let's say it's giving you that same $3. But meanwhile, the cup of coffee has become more expensive. So you'd get that $3 from your investment. You'd pay your $1 tax, so you'd be left with $2 from your investment. 
and you can no longer buy the cup of coffee because the cup of coffee is now $3, but all you have after you pay the taxes is $2. So you can see that even though your investment is still there, even though it it actually increased, your investment gave you some money, you lost in buying power. You can no longer afford the same things that you could the previous years. So you lost in buying power. And that's what happens when your investments are not growing at least at the pace of inflation. So to come back to that implication point I was talking about, it means that for you to be able to maintain your buying power, your investments would have to be at least 5% so that you can buy the same things. It's not even I'm not even talking about increasing in wealth or anything like that, but it would you'd have to to be making 4-5% return in your investment just to be flush, just to be able to maintain your standard of living. And that could be a problem. Because in many cases, if your investments are not structured to bring you growth, maybe because you don't want to be taking risks in your investments, that could be a problem for you. Because you'd think that just because you're seeing your numbers grow in the investment account, you're okay. But in reality, you are not. Because you can no longer maintain your lifestyle. You can no longer buy the same things that you used to buy. I hope you're understanding me here. And by the way, just a quick disclaimer. I'm going shortly to give you a few things you could do. But this doesn't mean that my intention right here through the air is to give you financial advice or tax advice, or any legal advice. So just don't take this information as advice for you personally, because it is not the case. You should always consult with your advisors. And if you don't have one, just reach out to me. Go to thrive1110.ca, thrive1110.ca, and send me a message so I can either help you or point you in the right direction. So I just gave you a few implications of what it means to have an inflation rate of 4%, which is actually double the amount, double the rate that is typically targeted by um, governments and central banks. Now, let me move on. I really simplified this with the example of the coffee I gave you, because in reality, I talked about tax, but I didn't even factor in uh, what you'd be giving to God (laughs) before having um, a balance to pay your coffee or whatever. And I also assumed that the inflation rate that we're seeing today will be persisting. And it's more likely that we're going to see uh, a longer period of um, um, inflation at these levels than just a few months, okay? So these examples that I just took were really simplified just to bring you the point 
that there are some serious implications in your life, in your business, um, in your ministry, because of the fact that we are seeing an inflation that is double the target level. So what could you do in light of all of that? And again, it's not intended nor represents financial, tax, or legal advice, so it could actually even be all wrong what I'll say. So that's my quick disclaimer. And so let's move on. Number one, you could review your numbers, your investments with your advisor. Make sure that you book an appointment with your investment advisor or financial planner to review your investments to make sure the way it is structured will still help you get ahead, will not put your financial future in peril, in danger. It's really important. Number two, make sure that your investment choices are keeping up with inflation. So I said, visit your advisor, um, your investment advisor, your financial planner, visit them to make sure that your financial plan is good, your investments are, 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 are not in peril, meaning they will still um, help you stay afloat in the future. But really make sure that whatever is a reasonable expected return for your investment will keep up with inflation. Okay? Otherwise, think twice. Um, inflation is a reality. Trying to be very conservative at all costs actually is costing you money in the context of inflation because you're losing in buying power. So have a serious conversation with your investment advisor. Now, number three, I would like to say make room in whatever you're acquiring, whatever your investments are. Make room for tangible assets. Make room for more tangible assets. If you already have tangible assets, try to acquire more tangible assets. If you don't have tangible assets, see how you could acquire tangible assets. And here, when I'm, when I'm talking tangible assets, what I mean is real estate, land, physical gold, not paper gold, but physical gold, coins, bullions, etc. Physical silver and other precious metals. So you actually want to own those tangible assets. Number four, consider cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Consider, yeah, let me repeat that. Consider cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Bitcoin is growing more and more and is more and more recognized internationally as a hedge against inflation. It's more and more recognized as a store of value that over time, in the long run, not in the short run, in the short run, there are still lots of ups and downs, but in the long run, it is more and more adopted and recognized as a store of value, uh, something that you can acquire to actually help you be ahead of the inflation curve. So consider that. If um, you don't know anybody that can help you understand better cryptocurrencies or help you invest in cryptocurrencies, just get in touch with me and I'll see how I can help. I'll see how I can help maybe clarify what that is to remove 
all the misery out of cryptocurrencies for you. So thrive1110.ca, you go on that website, thrive1110.ca, and you send me a message so I know that this is something that is of interest for you. And I might even make um, uh, come up with episodes on that to make it even clearer for you. So I said, consider cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Not all cryptocurrencies, but cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Number five, when you go for grocery, when you go out for groceries, it's not a bad idea to buy extra food, to buy extra non-perishable items if your budget allows. If your budget allows it, it is not a bad idea to buy extra food, extra non-perishable items that you can store. For one of the two reasons, number one, either you would have acquired them at a lower cost because it'll tend to increase over time, or either you may not even find it in the stores down the road because we would have uh, shortages all across. I'm not prophesying anything. I'm just saying it's the prudent thing to do. And I'm not saying go into debt so that you can uh, pile up on food. And I'm not saying go into hoarding mode because of fear. No, I'm just saying it's, it's, a, it's a principle of, of caution. It's a principle of prudence. Like some, not some, Proverbs 27 uh, verse 12 says, um, and I'm, I'll actually read that for you. It says, a prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. That's Proverbs 27, 12. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. So here you go. All what I told you above, things that you could do, is really out of prudence. It's really out of caution. Based out of this Proverbs 27, 12, Biblical verse. The prudent sees danger and takes uh, precautions, but the simpleton just simply goes on and suffers the consequences. So these are the things that I can say. And if you are investing in stocks, that's point number six that you could do. If you're investing in stocks, try and pick faith based stocks. And especially ones that typically do well in times of rising inflation. So try and pick face-based stocks. And especially ones that typically do well in rising inflations. Meaning companies that have low inputs. So their costs of operations are typically low. And they have the possibility of raising their prices. So these ones actually do well generally in times of inflation. And you want to be selective as to which investments you're getting. And as a business owner, it is time for you to ask your CFO for insights. That's point number seven. As a business owner or ministry owner, ministry leader, it's a time for you to ask your CFO for insights on your costs and profit margins uh, per product or service that you offer. What is a CFO? It's a chief financial officer. So it's, it's actually beyond accounting it's actually analyzing your numbers and being able to give you insights um, so that you can make better financial decisions in your business or better 
business decisions overall. So if you don't have a CFO, if you don't know what it is and you just have an accountant or, or you just have a bookkeeper, nothing wrong with an accountant or nothing wrong with a bookkeeper, I would strongly encourage you seek insight from a CFO. Um, and you can have one part-time or just on a per-need basis and uh, get in touch with me, thrive1110.ca, and I'll see how I can help you with that or point you in the right direction. So for a fractional CFO to help you get insight on your business numbers, profit margins per product and services, etc., so that you can understand the impact of inflation on your business operations and make better decisions. Lastly, but most importantly, um, and I'm going to go quickly for the sake of time, is nourish your intimacy with God and fine-tune your spiritual hearing. That's point number eight. Nourish your intimacy with God and fine-tune your spiritual hearing. See, Joseph, in the Bible, in Genesis, he received revelation about what was coming down in Egypt and the entire region, not just Egypt. Not because he was smart, even though he was a smart guy, but because he had this special gift from God. He had this thing that God revealed to him, the meanings of dreams. So the key to him going from prison to second in common in Egypt and being able that way to save not only Egyptians, but his family and the the population in the entire region was his connection with God, was his intimacy with God, was the fact that he could perceive and discern things from God, that he could get revelations from God. And that's a key that supersedes everything that I just said. So you need to be flowing in setting time aside to intentionally seek to hear the voice of God for you, for your business, for your family, for your future. That is key. And that is not something that you just write on a list and check. You have to make time and room for that. And I really sense are we going as we're going towards the end of the show today that I need to say to someone that in order to thrive, in order to be well, and reach your full potential, you need to forgive. You're holding something against someone, and you need to let that go. You need to release that, no matter how hurtful it is, and Holy Spirit will help you heal. See, Joseph, he had two sons. The first one he called Manasseh, and he said, God has made me forget. God has made me forget in the sense that God had made him forgive all the horrible things that his brothers did to him and the suffering that he had to endure. Then he had a second son whom he called Ephraim and he said, God has made me fruitful. As you make the decision to forgive, as you make the decision to forget and release that person, be free to be fruitful. Be free to be fruitful. Forgive so that you can be fruitful. So, 
I really sensed I should say that to someone. I don't know who you are. I don't know your name if you're a man or woman, but take this and run with it. And for all of you who are not concerned by this uh, 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 forgive thing, you can do it. You can be better off at the end, on the other side of this inflation season. So the matter is in your hands and you should do it. It's in your hands. We'll support you. So take courage and do it. I know you can do it. So we've covered a lot today. Don't hesitate to go back on thrive1110.ca to re-listen or chri.ca to re-listen. Next week, we're having a guest um, and uh, it's going to be wonderful. You want to tune in at 9 a.m. That's it for today, folks. I'm Bold Kerry, your host, and this is Thrive 1110. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates. Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.